0: This time, let's start with India. India-US 2 plus 2 dialogue recently happened. Let's touch upon that.
1: Uh, indeed, it has uh, been so far the biggest and most important one out of the series that um, uh, US and India have been conducting over the past several years. There are also other countries, and there are also new 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 countries joining into this format, including uh, UK 2 plus 2 means essentially um, two counterparts from each country meeting to discuss foreign policy, defense relations, commerce, economy, and other issues. And this time, US and um, India touched on uh, such important issues as uh, critical minerals, cutting the exchange in cutting edge uh, technologies that is actually progressing and moving forward. Um, uh, cooperation on issues such as student visas uh, for Indian nationals coming to the United States and also um, issues that, uh, issues related to Indo-Pacific um, security as well as uh, concerns and differences over matters such as India's relations with Russia and um, Indian-Russian defense relations, uh, the arms uh, situation, why uh, India cannot simply uh, drop it as a partner. So all of these things came uh uh to the surface and it was a very fruitful and important discussion and hopefully the next step will be the continuity of uh building on these relations building on um on cooperation and one of the most important outcomes uh from an economic perspective is the discussion of uh, joint uh, development and not merely uh, production or trade uh of uh, various um uh, technologies and elements that we were talking about. So we are seeing more uh, in- integrated levels of economic cooperation.
0: Right, right, Irena. Uh, this is this was the fifth, you know, right. uh, uh, U- uh, U.S.-India two-plus-two ministerial dialogue. So uh, where are we heading towards this sort of, you know, arrangement between the two countries? Uh, are there challenges also? Differences also that they have not been able to look towards very uh, intently and that needs to be taken care of.
1: I think the biggest issue is the issue of trust building. I wouldn't say it's so much a challenge in the sense that it's, you know, uh, that there's some hostility that needs to overcome. It's the fact that the relationship has been building building relatively recently in in but at a very quick pace pay pace. So with certain issues, uh there's it's just a matter of time and it's going to take time to build up these relations. For instance, in the area of security cooperation, in the area of arms trade, US um obviously wants India to, to move move away from dependency of Russian on Russian weapons. That's a critical Issue, but the problem is, of course, India's relationship with Russia has been very long-standing, historic, and logistically speaking, it is not an easy thing to do because Russia actually controls some of the technologies uh, that uh, that are critical to India's infrastructure. India has also been looking to develop its own uh, industry. It has been diversifying um, its technologies, uh, buying more from from France, uh, from Israel, and other countries. Uh, U.S. will probably want to eventually transition into selling more of its technologies and more of its arms to India, but this is the trust part that I am talking about. I think this is the main obstacle to why those sales have not happened yet. I think it will take time before U.S. is ready to sell some of its more advanced um, weapons uh, to India. And of course, the question is, uh, whether the chicken or the egg should come first, whether India should first move away from working with Russia, or whether uh, whether US should first uh, sell it its technologies. It's a it's a complicated situation because, of course, uh, there is concern about American weapons falling into the wrong hands. On the other hand, uh, India cannot do without some of the, those critical weapons. So I think US is simply waiting until India gets enough weapons from other western countries or other allied countries that it is no longer quite as dependent and then US can complement them and start uh, providing more advanced technologies i think that is the main right now concern uh there is also the fact that india in general is moving away uh economically from china but it also takes time to decouple just is as, as it will take U.S. to decouple probably decades, not not years. It's a matter of, of decades. But there is an interest in helping move that forward because India is becoming a very welcome destination for American industry, and there is hope that the um, that uh, this business-friendly environment will accelerate and become uh, faster integrated with U.S. businesses over time as well. Again, this is not so much an obstacle or challenge. Uh, but it's just also a, ment- a matter of building up capacity and simply a matter of uh, moving in the right direction over time.
0: Right, right, you know, you see, India has a lot of these two plus two ministerial dialogues, including Russia, Australia. We had just recently had that meeting. We already have mm-hmm. one with Japan. We have got with the UK. So. The world is moving more towards one-to-one talks, though, in the 2-plus-2 format and rather than talking less at the international level. So is it the norm that is going to be happening globally much more uh, and and how does this is is different than the other formats? It means the global, all these big forums will actually, you know, uh, there will be only much more for optics and less for actual talks. More talks will happen globally in this format. What is, what is your understanding of this? I just want to understand, you know, the way global diplomacy will move forward with this sort of dialogues.
1: Uh, well, to be honest, I think we are going through phases. I think there are periods of time, and a lot of it depends on who is in uh, who is in power in any given country, particularly in the US, but also elsewhere. And there are different. Vast differences in preferences among administrations, the Obama administration was very much in favor of big format, the Trump administration was not, the Biden administration was very much initially in in favor of big diplomacy, but the polarization and the various conflicts created a lot of differences in among even NATO countries, much less anyone else. Uh, there's been a building up of new alliances and i think they discovered that logistically speaking smaller groups of countries and one and bilateral relations just make it easier to work out individual differences and to come to arrangements that faster however it is inevitable that some forms of uh, Multilateral discussions will stay. Uh, the quad, for instance, is a welcome format because you do need groups of countries coordinating among themselves ag- against common threats and in favor of common um, uh, problem solving. But of course, I think uh, the future is kind of in smaller regional alliances um, rather than huge. Uh, huge alliances. I, I don't think very big groups of countries talking together is efficient. I think there are too many divergent interests and problems and issues, and it's just very difficult to coordinate. So I think most likely the future is going to be a mixture of bilateral and small mo- multilateral gatherings, bilaterals to coordinate individual relations and to work out those separate conversations that you need to have privately one on one and multilateral to co- small multilateral to coordinate in a flexible uh, format. Um, and the, the issues that are joint of joint common interest and they are going to be based on common interest more and uh, less on just strictly geographical locations and, and uh, th- and all sorts of uh, previous um, criteria they didn't really make much sense
0: absolutely absolutely and now let's move on uh to the gaza what is happening there means uh, i just read uh statements from uh both the parties and both our parties we are reaching towards a solid uh, towards some sort of you know